This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. This is Super Vegan Brian here, and I am joined by Kirstie Smurferica. Hola. And David Theobald the Third. Hey, everybody. We are not prepared to have an amazing topic this morning. We have three. Um, that was a nice save. Yeah. <laughs> well, I this, mean, considering this the fact a, that it's not morning, but okay. We are uh, using... Yeah, it's nine o'clock. Yeah. Did I say... Did I see me? Yes, you said morning. Oh. Oh, anyway. Um, we have um, we have three topics. We're going to be using a um, random topic generator that was donated by our friend Dylan <laughs> that has not worked the last couple times we've tried it, but is going to work today. Um, it is not broken. So he fixed it for us. And... Um, we have some great topics, but before we talk about those... Before we talk about those, it's time to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You? Where everybody talks about the nerdiest thing they did in the last, well, at this, this point, four fucking weeks. And then we vote on what the nerdiest thing was using the patented Mike Myler widget system. I, I actually do want to mention before we start that we didn't have an episode last time. Um, we skipped one. Um, and yeah. we didn't post anything about it on social media or anything, and nobody seemed to notice. So, I mean, it's either good or bad, like David said to yeah. me earlier. We got we got away with it, or we didn't, and we're not going to find out until a lot later. <laughs> um, like no, I, said, I think to David's point earlier, everybody's intelligent enough to go, oh, it was a holiday weekend. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And I think... Like, I hope you know, we're not talking stupid. If there are also, stupid people listening, you probably don't know you are. And I'm <laughs> As listening, you probably don't know you are stupid, but we just want to let you know you're stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, continue, Ryan. I have to get my um my outline up so I know the order. So it's gonna be um Anthony, David, Erica, then m- myself. So Yay. and Anthony couldn't make it today. So it's David, Erica, then myself. Yay! Oh, and I have to go first. Damn it! Unless right. Anthony jumps in, which is possible. Yeah, it'll happen when it happens. Uh, let's see. What's nerdy with me? Well, uh, Labor Day weekend came and went, and I went to Strategicon. Yeah, it was actually the first time I'd gone to. Strate- oh God, ten, twelve, thirteen years now that I haven't GM'd anything, so I actually had to pay for my badge. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. I got to play stuff for the whole weekend. I didn't. I wasn't chained to a table for eight hours over the course of the weekend. It was nice. I enjoyed it. Got to play a lot of Pathfinder on um, Saturday, and then I got to scratch my miniatures itch on Sunday and play in some uh, Revolutionary War game. That was a lot of fun. 
I think I posted a video about it to the Facebook page. On oh, Sunday I watched I that. There. That was really cool. I watched it totally. Um, I did it on Facebook, so I did not watch it, but I support you in spirit. Yay. I have it's a question for yes. you. Um, did you play any second edition? I did not. So it's still first edition. Uh, well, they're doing both. Uh, they had quite a few second edition, but uh, I only played first. Uh, they were doing. Um, they opened up um, a lot of scenarios and things in the new season to be run with higher level and previously retired characters. So I got to play my paladin, who is level fourteen now, and my uh, my blade master rogue, who was also level fourteen in higher level content. So that was a lot of fun. That's what I did all day Saturday. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're trying to figure out ways to expand the content that's available because normally the level cutoff is for society play is 12 which makes sense because after 12 it's when you start to get into the stoof oh did i ever tell you my 14th level story uh probably but go ahead we were playing an adventure that i'm not going to name for spoilers sake um but one of the characters in the party was playing a wizard who at the beginning goes i use greater planar binding to summon an efreet and through the entire adventure was like i wish for all the demons to be away <laughs> wow that's almost as bad so as what that's broken. almost as bad at what my friend grant did with uh, his uh, level 18 wizard gated in a pit fiend time stop delayed dead fire delayed uh, delayed action fireballs oh man he he made that final fight just Oh, it's so broken. Well, um, that's the thing about wizards. They're obscenely powerful at high level, but you have to get them to high level. You know, when I was playing Pathfinder, we had a... It was one of the big campaigns where we all play as a group. I can't remember. It was years ago. Where there were, like, flying demons, like, attacking a city. Do you know what I'm talking about, Brian? Do you that's, happened, that? that's happened five or six times in Galarian's history. I don't know which which thing it was. But was anyways, it the multi-table event? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, Siege of the Diamond City. Yes, that's the one. Yep. Anyway, my character was an oracle, and I had, like, command something, and I could command the demons to attack each other. So it went rather smooth. That's always fun. I have been the overseer GM for that event twice. David, were you part of it when I... Yes, I I GM'd one of those tables. Yeah, that was... Remember that time you guys had a special that was starting in under an hour and go, oh, crap, we need a GM. Hey, David, want to run a table for and I went, okay, sure. That was fun. I I, I um, want to do a quick shout out to Josh Blaze because he saved my he saved my took us that day because we had so many more tables than we expected and we needed a, a runner that we weren't going to have a runner. And he covered all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Shout he out was, to he Josh. was Johnny on the spot. That was um, Josh is one of those people who's like a Southern California at like con standard. And he is always there to do anything. Yeah, he's a good guy. I feel like I want to meet this guy. That's, yeah. Um, come out to PaizoCon. He'll probably be there. He go. He's been to every single one since the first one. Wow. He was one of the first people I met at PaizoCon. Well, I'll just have to do that with all my tons of money. Yep. Oh, wait, no, I don't have that. Um, speaking do you, of, do you have tons of money to get? Yes. Yeah. Hey, all right. Yes, I'll wait, I, I will give the. I will give you the massive amount of income the podcast brings in. Woo! All right, we're rolling in it now. (laughs) Um, Erica, what was nerdy with you? Okay, so I have to have an honorable mention first. So, Amelia has been playing her Switch since she got it for Christmas, and she has never once hooked it up to the television. So then I went to go do this and found out she lost the power cord to it. 
And then I try to use one of my other USB power cords. Guess what? Nintendo has made it so you have to use theirs. Otherwise, you can the HDMI won't read the television. Of course. <laughs> so after arguing with them and figuring out a new cable by itself is like 50 bucks Nintendo. And then not being able to find like an off-brand one that'll work from GameStop. eBay. Well, I... They were like $60 on eBay. Like, there's something going on, probably with the Switch Lite, why you can't find them. So, finally, I called them, and I was like, it's not working, pretending to play dumb, like I don't know what's happening. And they were like, okay, well, you have to send us the entire system, including your Switch. I'm like, but there's nothing wrong with the Switch. It's the dock. Like, like the whole thing. And she's like, yeah. I was like, so you're telling me I could buy a dock and a power cord from you and then return them? And that would take less time it would take just warranty. And anyway, she's like, I can't tell you to do that. I'm like, whatever. So I went to GameStop, see if they could help me, and ended up buying a whole nother Switch because it was going to be like $90 to like get what I needed. And then I was like, well, that's a third of a Switch, so I get a new Switch. And while the guy was hooking up the Switch, we were talking and about all the games and stuff that I play. And I was like, yeah, we have a whole game room. And then I was like, we have all our D&D books, blah, blah. He goes, you play D&D? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, quick, what was the, what's the best edition? And I was like, 3.5. And he was like, stunned that I even knew, which uh, was really uh, fun. Because then he gave me like a fist bump in the store. Nobody else around us what was going on. It was I, very I, I, I find it oddly patronizing. What? That the way the guy treated you, he was like, he had to prove that you were a real nerd because you were a girl. And I gave such bullshit. <laughs> Oh, I'm just used to it. Oh, okay. It's just like every every time I walk into a game store or I mention something about a comic book, oh, you really don't know. You're not sure. You don't know anything about Star Wars. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, whatever. It's just normal behavior. So, anyways, I thought that was cool because I ended up getting a new Switch and the guy was actually pretty nice. So, um... But my actual nerdy thing is I took my girls to the Renaissance Fair by myself. Oh. My husband was having a bad day. Well, a bad week. And he just needed some. So I took the girls to the Ren Fair by myself. And we had a great time. And while we were there, we not only saw these awesome Circa Brava. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. They go to all the like Ren Fairs and stuff. I don't know if they make it all the way out to Cali. Though. I um, don't. The Ren Fair circuit is quite large. From what I've learned from working one out here. There's three or four regions, and acts tend to stay within their... Yeah, well, they go all the way down to Florida, Louisiana, Texas, so I okay. didn't know they made it that way. So, so anyways, it's two girl acrobats, and they are just amazing. One does this, like, mime thing where she doesn't talk at all, mm. and then the other one's just as, like, loud and... I don't know how to put it, like, not gross, but, like, as brusque as she can be with, like, into window. It was, it's very, very funny. And uh, while we were there, Rowan found her favoriteest toy ever. And I feel like the best nerd mom in the world for getting it for her. They had these, what they call safety swords. Have you guys heard of these? Not by name, but I'm sure I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I haven't taken it apart, but it appears to be PVC pipe that has been covered in, like, foam noodle and then, like, taped with, like, a fabric. Oh like yeah, they're made for uh, yeah, they're made for LARPing. Yes, yes, but they have kid size. They have baby toddler size. That's adorable. <laughs> so 
So Rowan got that. It's got Sophia the first cloth like all around it. She thinks it's the best. It's her sword. And Amelia got one. And they just are beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> the best thing that I have ever bought my children. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> so that is my nerdy thing. That I am inciting Renaissance style violence with my children. That's that's amazing. Brian, what was your nerdy thing? All right. Well, like you, I um, have to share an honorable mention. So I ran my first, my own campaign game of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Sweet. It was fantastic. We have, uh, it's one of my coworkers, her husband, um, and their, like, neighbor, and Heather. And Heather played a dwarven rogue, female rogue with a beard. <laughs> nice. It's pretty great. Um, then um, we, I, um, when I was in California, I met with my, my friend Sandra, who was my first GM, and we um, planned out, he helped me plan out this whole thing, and we I ran it and it was it was really really good. Um, it, it's going to be a long term campaign, probably run up to around fourteenth up. Nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and everyone's new to the game except for Heather. Heather is a veteran at the table and she's so funny because she'll will be going around the table going, okay, are you done with this yet? Are you done with this yet? Are you done with this yet? And I get to Heather and Heather's like, oh, I figured it out. <laughs> she's got the book open on her laptop and she does everything herself. And I I remember showing her how to play first edition three years ago so it's kind of cool to see her just knowing how to do it now that's awesome um i think um second edition is a lot more intuitive than i really do I but I, yet. I have no idea i wouldn't call it streamlined we'll have to get anna and mike myler on and do a pf2e episode I oh think i'm i'm cool. so down that would be fun yeah by the way it's uh, too bad we're not playing fifth ed because i still want to play uh three halflings in a trench coat i um oh yeah me too um I talked to I, I talked to Heather about that game that we wanted to do on Roll Twenty. Yeah. Uh, um. Stay tuned. I'll talk to you about it after the episode. Um. Awesome. We had an idea because Ooh. now we have like so much time being used up with the home game. We're trying to figure out how we're going to do it, and we had an idea. Okay. Uh, okay. So um, my actual thing that I want to share is um, I went to a retro game shop. What? Yeah, it's um I can't think of the name of it. I will look it up so I can put it in the show notes, but it's it's right in Portland. It's right in Milwaukee where I live. And I I'd been seeing it on the way home and I looked it up on YouTube and watched a few reviews and it's like a huge retro game collection. They have Genesis, Nintendo NES, Atari, um freaking Dreamcast, I mean anything you could think of. And they have the systems too, not just the games. Oh, I was nice. half tempted to walk walk out of there with a Nintendo. I'm a little surprised you didn't. I love NES. It was my the last console I ever owned. I absolutely love it. And I loved my Atari. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss this a lot. It's too bad I had a former friend who decided it was okay to go in my house and take them and pawn them. I, I lost my, my synthesizer then, too. Yeah, it was bad. Anyway... Um, yeah, cool retro gaming shop. Um, they were like, what do you collect? And I'm like, I used to collect NES and Atari before they were stolen. And they were like, well, you can buy this system for this much and the system for this much. And the games are <laughs> five bucks each. And I'm like, I need to talk to my wife first. Bye. <laughs> I was like, I can't just, I can't do that. <laughs> That's too expensive. And I'm already buying Pathfinder books. So yeah, it was, it, it's cool. It's, it's, I kind of went there. Like, I wanted to go check it out before it goes away, because I can't imagine a place like such a specialty place like that being able to stay open unless they have a huge online presence. Maybe they're that's their brick and mortar. 
Well, as a lot of people, including the guy uh, Steve that owns the Warhouse, has told me, you don't open a game store to make money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so voting, um, David, you have four widgets. Where do you put them and why? Yes, I do, and I have to give uh, three of them to Eric. That's freaking awesome. Hey! And then I'm going to keep one for myself because I am a terrible person established. Erica, your turn. How, how do you vote? I am going to give two to you. Woo! Yeah, because cons are fun and I wish I could go to more. And two to Brian for being awesome and hopefully bribing him to DM for me at some point in the future. <laughs> Yay. Brian, what about you? Bueller. Bueller. I was trying to get Anthony onto the call, so I don't know what your votes were, Erica. I'm sorry. I oh, gave two to you and two. Did you miss my whole bribe? I bribed he, you? He did. It was. I oh, totally shocking. did. I'm trying to get Anthony on. It, it, I, I don't think I'd be able to. He's he's calling from his phone, and the, and it's not popping up. Um, and I'm going to give... Um, I love both of Erica's stories, but... I have been the guy who GMs for years and years and years and then goes to play. And David did it for much longer than I did before he did a con only playing. So I'm going to give David all four of my widgets. Ooh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm David. never driving you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think your story is very cool. Um, I love stories about dealing with customer service or technical. Service. Um, but I have been in David's shoes and I just I think it's a nerdier thing. It's like it was so refreshing to to not my have nerd, to. That was my honorable mention. My nerdy thing was my children becoming violent Renaissance. Jesus, get I it. Gave everything, you, I gave you three widgets counts. for that. Everything counts. Even honorable mentions count. We've established this before. Okay. But David won. Yay! <laughs> Yay, David! Woo! So we have a new system for distributing the widgets. We're dissolving them into a paste. And um, putting them in a vacuum-sealed container. Are they much um, less volatile that way? Well, all you have to do is pour the paste into water, and um, in six to eight weeks, you'll have your own undersea kingdom of widgets. Wow, that's amazing. We like to call them sea widgets. <laughs> oh, I, I mm. thought you had to put them in water and add, like, I did that wrong. You got super... See, no, Teenage Mutant Sea Witches. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> cow, cow, cowabunga it is. Um, all right, so I, I have the random generator here, and I am I have all three topics. And, and okay, so let's share our topics first because we haven't shared them with the listeners yet. Um, the first topic um, by uh, David, what was your topic? My topic is con stories. I just got back from a game again, I figured nice to look back on conventions we've gone to in the past and tell some of the stories of the epic things that happened to us. And, um, Erica, what about you? Mine was scary movies and why they scare us. Like, um, what, what, what scary movie? That's going to be interesting because we're going to get David going, I don't like them. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Name a scary movie I've seen. Um, I haven't. Why don't you like them? What about it? We can talk about that when the topic comes up. That's my point. See? It'd be a whole different Okay, and um, I um, have, for my topic, favorite characters in Star Wars. I that just, is, that's a really yeah, good question. It's a tempting topic. Oh. It's just... I already so, know my favorite. There's a lot of factors. Um, I am clicking the button now. 
in three, two, I'm going to say three, two, one. But when I say one, since it, there's no sound effects associated with it, um, Erica, I want you to make a little robot sound when I do one. Make what the clunky sound, whatever sound clunky makes. Three, two, one. That you know what that means. You know what that means, and um, you know what that means in clunky's language. Thank you. you shut the fuck up, Michael. <laughs> Um, it is con stories. Yeah. I don't think it worked. I think he made it up because he doesn't want to admit it. It totally worked. Do I have to get the dice out again? No, no, it totally worked. We're doing con stories. Okay, fine. Fine. Jeez. (laughs) Oh, uh, all right. Well, I guess I should start then. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, uh, I swear I'm not dumb. I'm just panicking. (laughs) Oh, I hate it when my mind goes blank when it's your turn to talk. Ugh, let's see. Uh, con story happened at the last con I just went to. Uh, like I said, we were playing a lot of high-level content, and my my Pathfinder character, my my Knife Master Rogue, uh, earned enough prestige points during his career with the Pathfinder Society to create his own lodge in the system. So he became a, a lodge master, and this lodge was called the Order of the Obliterati because the table it was founded at we didn't have a dedicated healer. There were six of us, and everybody was able to deal over 100 points of damage every time they took an action, and every fight lasted no longer than one round. Uh, at the end of the the end of the multi-table scenario we were in, we finished it so quickly, we ended up respawning the bad guy and fought him three times. I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Yeah, well, it was just, like I said, we finished it, and it didn't last longer than a single round. Well, I'm sure that the nature of the creature would probably play into this, but um, David's trying not to spoil anything. Correct, I am. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was great. So, yeah, he founded the Order of the Obliterati, and then at the con uh, a couple weeks ago, I got to play him again as a level 14 character at another multi-table special table. And so we had another full table of six. We didn't have a dedicated healer. And I got four new inductees into the Order of the Obliterati. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We went through and did the exact same thing. We just one-shot everything and murder-hoboed our way right through it. That was, uh, yeah, that was one of my most recent uh, con stories. It was a fun. I don't, honestly, I don't have all that many of them. Some people I know have a lot more than others. One thing I have to tell you is I think I'm done with multi-table specials. Maybe they'll be better in second edition. Yeah. But I, um, when I was at PaisaCon recently, I'm... I, I'm only sharing this related, so I want to share it real quick. Absolutely. So, um, when I was at PaisaCon, I was doing board game or something. Heather went to bed, so I was hanging out with people doing board games. On the way back to the room, I ran into a bunch of people who just finished the special, and they're talking about the special. And it was all DPS and mm-hmm. um, survivability and healing per second. And I was like, you sound like you're talking about WoW. You don't sound like you're talking about <laughs> PFS anymore. I mean... They were the table, the high-level table. Oh, yeah, that was totally us. And they were also playing on hard mode with champion whatever it is, like the highest yep. hard you can that's, play. That, that's what we did. It was great. I yeah. Think we, did the same, uh, we did the same special. We just did it after because it was a con that came. But seriously, when, when people are telling the stories about it, they're telling about just numbers. They're just talking about numbers. And I'm like, I thought it was a role-playing game. <laughs> well... It is. To, um, yeah. Unfortunately, in my opinion, society play kind of drains the role play aspect out of it a little bit. I think it was better when it was newer. 
Yeah. Um, when there weren't so many books, but now it's all it's comes down to number crunching. Yeah, it's suffering the same problem that three five did at the end. There. There's a book bloat. There's just way yeah. too much crap out there. I'm looking forward to doing some second edition. Um, Erica, um, con stories. What do you have to share? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, contrary to your murder hobo situation, um, whenever I get to play with my friend Kathy, um, we went to a SensiCon once, and I was playing a rogue, a surprise, a cleric? I don't know, I can't remember. But we had, like, complimentary, like, I could sneak and she could detect shit. Nice. And, like, so we were going to, like... Synergy is really cool. Yeah, we had amazing synergy. And our table, we had to, like, sneak into a tower and get something, but we weren't supposed to sneak in. We're supposed to walk through the front door, murder everybody, and get the thing. And we were like, but what if we don't? (laughs) And we're like, what if we can get up there and just sneak in? So she and I were the only ones that were stealthy enough to get up there. So we got up there, we subdued the one guard in the fucking room, got the thing, and got out before any other table. It was that, it was a lot of fun, and the rest of the table was like, "Why the fuck were we here?" Like, that's why right. you were here. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I believe in wor- working smarter, not harder. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for that. Sadly, it doesn't always come up that way. And again, another thing, another qualm I have with society play is a lot of the time, at least as far as the scenarios are are concerned, you'll either have a character that has all the special little things that you need, and you breeze right through it. Or you just have to overpower everything, slog through it, or you're just hosed. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that a lot more in the later scenarios. There's a lot of times where if you don't have a character that has profession librarian on it or something, it's a lot harder to get through everything. But if you have that one character that's got that random skill, hey, guess what? You can just breeze through all this and we're done. Yeah. I have done I've that those before. People- when I make my characters, it doesn't matter what character I make, and Brian can attest to this. Because I really do play, like, lawful evil characters 90% of the time. Is I always make my characters smarter than they are strong, but just strong enough to not have my ass handed to me every single time we're in a fight. So you've never played a BDF, huh? Mm-mm. It's fun. You should sometime. Maybe. I don't know. What were you oh, going to say, Brian? What's a BDF? A BDF, for those who don't know, is a big dumb fighter. Yeah. He's got high physical stats and low mental stats. That's what he does. He's a beefcake. You look at uh, you know, any basic bodybuilder archetype. Gulak yeah. was my BDF. I played Gulak. Gulak was fun. Um, you know what? I um, every time you guys talk, I think of a different story, and now I have three to pick from. Uh, pick the middle one. Okay. So before we were um, before we were on the call, Erica was talking about Brian Luck, and you know, I have to satisfy both of you and. Tell the listeners about Brian Luck. I, um, I'm not going to explain it because my opinion is very different than Erica's. Erica, You're how would you... You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> believe in luck. I believe... Well, you, you, know, you, sir, are wrong. Get over it. Yeah. So, Erica, you, you, you set the stage by explaining what Brian Luck is, and then I'll tell my con story involving Brian Luck. There's a okay. few, but there's one that involves you, and I'll tell that one. So, I need everybody to think about your most normal day. Right? You wake up, get something to eat, might go to work, might go shopping, stop at some place for lunch. Your most normal day. Nothing exciting is going to happen to you, right? 
You're not going to run into anybody. You're not going to meet some stranger that's going to buy your lunch for you. You're not going to run into some art exhibit randomly on the side. You're like, oh, and it's some famous artist. That's not what happens to on a daily. That is what happens to Brian on a fucking daily. Maybe not daily. Monthly. Not daily. Most I days I don't do anything. So That you know. is complete bullshit. Something always happens to Brian. He either sits down to eat lunch and makes friends with the guy who just happens to buy a suit for him. Or he takes a wrong turn in a building and ends up in an art museum. Or, you know, runs into somebody, starts chatting with them, gets invited to a party where there's a whole bunch of famous people. That is fucking Brian Law, because that happens to Brian all the goddamn time. All right, Brian, you're... Well, um, I went to Gen Con, for, and um, it was that Gen Con with the um, multi-table special where they gave out the Goblin Boons. Oh, nice. I didn't play it, because I wanted to visit Erica instead. Yeah. Hadn't seen her in a long time, and she came out to Indianapolis, and we decided to have a night out. Hours to say hi. Yeah. Wow. And um, so we were like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "Well, we always like going wine tasting, so let's do that." And we did this during the multi-table special. Um, so we went wine tasting. Um, at the time, um, my stepdad was sick, so I kind of had my mom like my phone out all the time, so just in case my mom called, I can grab the phone real quick. And we were out wine tasting and um the phone rang i picked up and then i just started to pace because i pace when i'm on the phone about something important oh you're one of those okay yeah so i just wander off talking to mom i tell eric i'll be back in a little bit i'm going to talk to mom um after i got off the phone with mom i wasn't really paying attention to where i was going so i cut off the phone and i'm like hell holy crap so i go get erica I found an empty Andy Warhol photo gallery. Wow. I just, yeah. Um, so we came around this thing. And I mean, it, it. I didn't even know if we were allowed in there. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was neat. But I mean, I don't think that's anything too crazy. <laughs> no, that's crazy. That shit. If you were not there, that would not have happened. I would not have randomly wandered into an Andy Warhol gallery. It like, was a very cool photo gallery. He was—he had an yeah, eye, and it, it didn't cool. include any of his artwork. It was it, any of his like paintings. It was just photography. Really, really cool experience. Yes, I mean, and it was free. It absolutely was. Well, well of course was it was free. You, you kind of just found yourself in it. Well, I think it was like it—it it happened to be like a feature at that hotel uh-huh. because we were like, you know, how hotels have restaurants, and like some hotels have lots of restaurants. We were in uh, the wine tasting place that was like connected to the hallways in the hotel that went to other things. And I went wandering in the hallways and the the gallery was in the hotel. Still. Yeah. But I mean, it was still I mean, it was a neat find. It, I, but I think that Brian Luck is an attitude. I think it's just a keep your eyes open, look around, you know, you're going to find cool stuff and be friendly to people and you'll meet people. I mean, yeah, um, I am friendly to people, Brian I don't know. Maybe you're just not friendly enough. <laughs> I'm told I give a fuck off. But... <laughs> no. Yeah. You, you don't say. Yeah. Which is really, really funny because I truly do try to be nice to people and like friendly to people. And it's it's almost like they're confused by the situation. I just have this natural like, like fuck off that just like flows off of me no matter how nice I'm trying to be. I, I, I met Nicholas Brendan at a con, but it wasn't like lucky it was just i his 
thing popped up on my Facebook saying he was going to be at Frankenstein's, so I went to Frankenstein's and met him. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, yep. I, I think I think being in Southern California makes that stuff happen a lot more often. I think we've probably, anybody who lived down there probably has run into multiple celebrities without even realizing. Well, I mean, hell. I, mean, I, I, I did get to shake Johnny Depp's hand at Red Fair. That's awesome. Well, you work there. You to probably be fair, I didn't know it was him. He, he, was, he was dressed up in, in complete uh, Jack Sparrow costume, and I didn't know it was him because it was Pirate Week. So he walked over and said, oh, good day, Captain. Come to find out later that I went and looked at him and, man, those knickknacks on that costume are really good because they were. <laughs> That's cool. The things he does for fun. Oh, yeah. Must um, be nice. All right, David, it's your turn. I just I started this shindig. I know. Are we still talking about it more? Oh, uh, let's yeah. see. No, I, I thought I thought we were moving on to topic. We've been we've been open right, lots fine. of times. I'm sure there's lots of. Anthony wants All to right. join Paul. But, he figured it out. Okay, whatever, fine. Um, I have a great a uh, great story. One of the first years I did Fanime. This was I want to say 2006 2007. Uh, my friends from Long Beach Anime Club down here in Southern California and I drove up to San Jose over Memorial Day weekend to go to Fanime. And we had a lot of fun uh, driving up there for the weekend. But on the second down Saturday, me and a couple other friends of mine go into Artist Alley. And we managed to find the announcement microphone that has been left all, all alone. And my friend at the time looks at me and basically challenged me to uh, do something crazy with it. So I walked up to it. And then I chickened out the last minute, so he did it. But he grabbed the mic and told everybody in Artist Alley that they'd all just lost the game. There was a large collective oh, gas, a large collective shout, and then they started pelting us with water paper <laughs> as we quickly <laughs> ran out of Artist Alley. Hey, hey, um, David. Do people play the game anymore? Oh, oh wow, that God, was awful, Anthony. Anthony. Awful. All right, something is wrong with the interdimensional portal. His <laughs> yes. audio is not coming through very yeah, well. Anthony in... It, he is, you know, caught in between Jeff Goldblum's teleport pods with the fly because that was bad. <laughs> yes. Um, Anthony, I don't think that's going to work. Hey, listeners, Anthony joined us. Try we saying something again, Anthony. Anthony. Exciting. Is that better? Yes. That is much better. What the see, hell? Was... See what happens when you play with the dials? Well, no. What had happened was I'm doing this whole thing on on my my device that can like send messages through the different galaxies and universes and i have the headphones that i brought with me on the bluetooth and for some reason i can't have the headphones on the bluetooth and the microphone of my neato universal translator device working at the same time so listeners anthony is with us so we're yay, yay. He is on a phone, so please excuse some extra background noise from his side. Um, but hey, welcome, Anthony, do you have a con? Do you have a con story you, you want to tell? Con? Uh, I don't think I've ever been to a convention. <laughs> what? Yeah, you I have a I've tournament story. I have some tournament stories. Let's hear a tournament story because that's close enough. That's like a miniature convention. So ah. my. Ah. my... <laughs> oh jeez, guys. Uh, wait, well, that's not true. I did do that kind of mini con that you said at Brian uh, for the Paizo thing when we did the um, the assault on the Diamond City. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about Siege of the Diamond City earlier. Yeah, a Anthony played in the one that I ran at um, Thou Shalt Game. Or oh, no, nice. no, um, SoCal Games and Comics. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Temecula. 
Yeah, that's I mean that's the only con I've been to. <laughs> hey, you know what? Everyone's got a first time. Hey, so I you guys prefer good, that con story or the con. tournament story? Whichever one you feel like telling, bro, it's your time. Um, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've I think we've talked about the diamond the diamond the assault on Diamond City already before in a previous podcast. So I'll do tournament. It's my first 40k tournament. I'm going to, and we drove. Me and Leslie drove very far because this was um really way up in Northern California. We live way down in Southern California. It, it was like a good like I don't know I want to say eight hour drive. That's because there are really two California. Yeah, for those of you that don't know California, California is a really big ass state that is larger than most European countries. Uh, <laughs> I think it's larger is- than most of Europe. Yeah, yeah. say European countries combined. <laughs> yeah. Funny is in Southern California, call San Francisco, Northern California, where it's kind of in the middle. It's actually more like Central California. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's because when you get to San Francisco, that's kind of where you transition from that culture of Southern California into Northern California. Yeah, it's also where you usually I, stop for the night. It's an yeah, eight-hour drive to San Francisco. I consider, I always considered, like, you were, like, Bakersfield in South, you were Southern California. If you were, like, Bakersfield in North, you were Northern. Hmm. So I get there to the tournament, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm I'm not expecting to do well because this is what's known as the BAO primer. Um, BAO is a big um, tournament. It's a big 40K tournament kind of thing. It's one of the biggest ones. And it's where people all around the world come to do this one tournament. Um, so this is the primer. This is the tournament that people are prepping their armies and they're testing their armies for this big tournament. So there are people there who are really into the tournament circuit. I, I'm talking like, when I got there, some guys were pointing people out. They're like, oh yeah, that guy won Elvio, the Las Vegas Open, like two years ago, which is the biggest 40K tournament. So I was like, yeah, that guy won that whole thing two years ago. Oh yeah, that guy's won. I'm like, what the fuck? These are like top tier players. I'm like, ah, hopefully I can win at least one game. I didn't win any games. <laughs> Not a single game. I got my it's ass. Set just. your expectations accordingly. Well, that's like going to... Well, that's like, you know, going into a little league game and getting a major leaguer to pitch to you. But not only did I, like, not win, I got the Grot Award. So the Grot Award is basically, like, the person in last place oh, gets it's, a it's, special award for being in last place. It's the get good, noob. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here is the funny thing, though. So they gave me a $50 gift card for being in last place, which was actually a better prize than the person who got second place. Here, buy something good for your army, noob. Yeah, it was pretty. I was like, I was like, this, this is okay. Leslie and I theorized that the people who owned the the club were like, we're so really. That's that's Oliver. He's saying hi. It's his birthday Sunday. Yay! Happy birthday, Oliver! Happy birthday, Oliver! Um, we theorized that they felt bad that we drove all the way out there, and they're like, let's give them something. <laughs> well, let's see. Gift card for workshop stuff. So you bought two bottles? Oh, no. No, it wasn't 50. It was 100. It was oh, a $100 so got, gift card. Yeah. five models. Okay. I got a starter box set for Nurgle Demons. Wow. Sorry, so you got 15 models for it. All right. There yeah. So, uh, yeah, actually, it was, it was about 15 models. That's not even a joke. <laughs> That's not even a joke, people. $100 gets you, like, uh, I think it comes out. I think that, that box set comes out to 18. Plastic. Like, it comes out to, like, maybe 20 models. <laughs> yeah, plastic crack is no joke. Drugs would be cheap. Drugs would be way cheaper. So, um, 
I, I, I think now that we have four people, I think that pretty much kills that topic. Um, yeah. Anthony, do you have a random topic you want to add to the generator? I do, I do, I do. So my topic is I want to talk about alignment systems in RPGs, like Pathfinder Ooh. D&D um, or any other kind of system that you play that has alignment systems in it. Well, just the topic in general. So like um, uh, uh, like questions like do you consider alignment like really important or do you think it hurts from the story? Um, do you consider – do you consider something that maybe the game says this thing is an evil act, but you can still do it and be a good person? Or no, if you do that evil thing, you're evil, 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 no way around it. I don't care if you use zombies to save all the orphanages in the world. You raise zombies and you're evil. I mean, I kind of want to know how that plans out now. I mean, there's, but, there, okay. there's, one, there's one question I have to ask before I respond to that is, am I playing a paladin? <laughs> Am I still distant, Brian, or was I just not, like, talking loud enough? You sound Brian. fine now. Brian is muted, though. He's trying to talk. He can't hear him. Oh, yeah, you sound fine now. It's where it sounded like... Oh, uh, it's just because I wasn't, like... I wasn't talking with my normal... Okay, I'm... Using the random Boy. generator, I'm about to click the button. Um, okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> I love how Anthony didn't even hear what we were doing before, and he's still new to make a sound. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think my sound was better. Well, that just proves he's been your friend too long. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Brian, way too well. What's, we the topic? Doing... What's the topic? Favorite characters in Star Wars. Ooh, all right. Well, Brian, it's your topic. You go first. All right. Um, let me get a new order then. So, um, you're gonna hear me typing. Brian, let's say Erica, just Anthony. Keep the same order, just like whoever's topic is in front. That difficult. Well, David wanted me to go first. Yeah, so it would be normally it would be David or Anthony, David, me, you. So you go you, Anthony, David, me. Just yeah. Like, yeah. So difficult. Okay, I can do that. We're all reasonably intelligent human beings. We can handle that. I hope. Yeah. We yeah, all at least and have if an you're in- listening and you don't understand, you may be that person I was talking about earlier. That's okay. Look, every yeah, wait, group wait. of friends has a dumb one. If you don't know who it is, it might be. <laughs> yeah. Somebody dumped intelligence, and if you don't think, if you don't know who that is, it's probably you. Mikey, David, David, don't talk about Mikey when he's not. Well, I can't you, bring, you bring it up, I gotta talk about it. I mean, to be fair, if Michael dumped intelligence, he, like, definitely boosted his charisma up to, like, 18. Um, I feel bad about this now, because Mikey is actually pretty smart. He is very smart. <laughs> oh, I know, we're just dumping on him because he's not here, so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I, so, um, my favorite character, you know what I thought about this topic, but I didn't pick a character at the time. Um, well, talk about, talk about preparation. Okay, um, question. Together. Before you answer question, are we talking all time or expanded universe? That's prequel? a really good question. We can answer that for every Because there are a lot of different categories. <laughs> Why don't we do a Ridge Tridge first? Because we could probably get right. that through quickly. Um, and when I say Ridge Tridge, I mean original, original trilogy. trilogy. And, you know, yeah. if you don't know what that means, you know that you're that person Erica was talking about. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have at least an intelligence of 11. Um, Ooh, above average. <laughs> Slightly. 
No. <laughs> my you just don't favorite have any negative qualifier. When I was a little kid, my favorite original trilogy was um, um, R2D. And I, when, when I was little, I, I, I remember R2D was smart Alex. I always thought he was cursing at everybody. <laughs> I think everybody did. Um, yeah. Isn't that kind of the joke? <laughs> I thought it was, yeah. I think now, knowing that Chewbacca actually had original dialogue in the original trilogy, and that they were actually responding to his dialogue... Um, I think Chewbacca is my favorite now um, because mm-hmm. I've looked at some of the script stuff and the stuff he says is wild to be translated into those sounds. Yeah, he was actually supposed to wear lederhosen and a little hat and actually common. But they made him a raw raw Yep, and naked. Well, I think the lederhosen thing was basically a studio thing, just saying, I don't know if we're okay with a naked character. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've just i seen the test pictures of it. It's as rude as it sounds. I'm trying to imagine Chewbacca and lederhosen now. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Anthony, favorite original trilogy, Star Wars. Oh, God, this is not easy. <laughs> um, You know what? Okay, I'm going to go. And, like, everyone's going to be like, oh, brr, of course you'd pick that one. But I want to go with Darth Vader simply because I think he had the most all-encompassing, just good start-to-end character arc. I, I think his arc was very good. You know, started like dark evil lord and you're like there's no shred of goodness in this guy he's just all evil the bone bastard piece of shit and then you learn out, oh my god he's the good guy's father oh oh my goodness and wait, then at the end wait he turns, wait 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 like wait wait never seen this. wait he's the good guy's father you bastard spoilers <laughs> and then in the end he like his boss, his big boss man's like, kill him, kill your son. And he's like, no, fuck you. I love my son. Dad, die. And that was awesome. I was like, wow. and I was like, that's that's a good arc. I, I really enjoyed the arc to see this person go from just irredeemably evil to like, he, bas- he saved the whole galaxy. That's fun. All right. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I think that's a great. Yeah, I, I, I was. I, I, I resonate. I don't think that's a lame choice at all. I, I just. It's an easy choice because he's really one of the best characters. Well, I. I hey, Anthony, the only reason why I was like, expecting him to go rah 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 is because it's like, yeah, of course you're a big Darth Vader, yeah. I, I just, I'm very concerned about your child because that sound sounded like murder. Uh, yeah. well, no, he just likes to scream. He's oh, okay. the very strange baby. We'll be walking around the grocery store and he'll just scream at people. And he's not even mad. That's his happy sound. Wow. <laughs> I think David probably put more thought into his favorite characters in the different categories well, of Star Wars than any of us. Original, trilo- <laughs> original trilogy, I have to say, is uh, it, it has to be just without a doubt any 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 amount of stalling I could do right now trying to talk so I could form a coherent thought would have to. Be- I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that would have to be. Um, um, the the Millennium Falcon itself. No, I'm kidding. It's a uh, <laughs> Han Solo is far and away my favorite character. The, the Millennium Falcon kind of counts as a character, but it's I half mean, a char- it's, half, really it's half of Han it. Solo's character. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It's part of Han Solo. Yeah, it's Han Solo, and Chewbacca captain of the degree. Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah, Han Solo is my. He has the most storyline. He does. He does the most. Uh, he has the biggest travel as far as a protagonist that would through the story. He changes a lot. He grows. You know, he hits all of the major, uh, the major emotions. He has the bit, the bigger journey, in my opinion. I would agree. He How about you, Erica? Journey of, than than what all the other characters? Well, then Luke, who's 
arguably the main protagonist. I believe that Han Solo's journey is more complete. See, Luke is following I a single path. The best part of Star Wars, the original trilogy, is that there was no main protagonist. I really felt like like all three of them were well, equal. The first important. one is actually told from the point of view of Solo and Arthur. So yeah, <laughs> right. I know they made a they made a giant epic star a a, a giant epic um, sci-fi movie and the main characters are Laurel and Hardy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Brian, who's my favorite Star Wars? In the original trilogy? Why are you asking him? Because he knows. I I really don't know original trilogy for you. Um, <gasps> Han Solo? No. Darth Vader? No. Leia? Nope. So why I don't really... you just tell us that instead of trying to... You know Calrissian. what, David? This is a game. You need to shush. <laughs> Lando the, Calrissian. The, the fat guy. Yoda. Oh, yeah. Yoda is my favorite character. I don't think... Uh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, you should have because we did play the Star Wars RPG and I'm pretty sure that my character um, seduced Yoda and you let it happen. Wait. I wasn't there for that. You weren't there that time? No. no. You seduced Yoda? What? You know, what? I, I, I don't want to know. I was a Zeltron. Everybody. And you had sex with Yoda? Yeah. Brown chicken, brown cow? What? <laughs> was he packing? Yoda's packing, isn't he? I bet he is. I bet he's packing a hot, a hot hog. Yoda, Yoda is my favorite character because he's wise. And he's a smartass, short, like me. I feel like there's a real connection. And apparently he's packing quite the hog. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, you know, and he's related to my favorite Muppet, Grover. <laughs> Who also was packing a fat hog. Well, he... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, no, that's Super Grover. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh... <laughs> So it doesn't matter what conversation we're having. At some point, it's always going to come back to Dick. Only when Anthony is here. Oh, I was going to say, only when I'm here. <laughs> I was going to say, mostly happens. So, but, yeah, that was it. Yoda. Yoda's my favorite. He doesn't have a great arc or anything like that. He is just... No, he does not. <laughs> he is the character we need when we need him, and he's the wise person who is also a smartass in... I, I I know he's not in there a long time, but he's definitely my favorite. Well, he's I, the quintessential wizard in the hero's journey. Like Exactly. I don't think everyone here would be able to share expanded universe characters, but I am very interested in hearing expanded universe favorite characters. Ah. It all runs together for me, so I'm not sure what you would consider that. Um anything that's not the movies. The, yeah, the expanded universe was the several dozens upon dozens of books that were all written. After the battle of, uh, after the battle of Endor, oh, there's a book that takes long. there's a book that there's a book that takes place directly after the battle of Endor called the, uh, uh, oh crap, uh, Truce at Bakura, which is a story that takes place I think a week later, and then it, it, the expanded universe continues on from there. Yeah, I haven't read very many of those, and I couldn't tell you. I've read none of them, so yeah. Well, I, 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 well, let's just have David and I share them then. David, you share yours. Oh, mine has to be Thrawn, hands down. Okay, I, I, I think Thrawn is pretty awesome from everything yeah. I've read about him. He is. He's the only non-human to ever reach the rank of Grand Admiral in the Imperial Army in the Imperial Navy. If that doesn't tell you something, <laughs> I don't know what what, is what he else. The, it's a trap guy. No, that's 
No, that's Admiral Akbar. Put together, sir. Oh, so Ad- not Grand Admiral Akbar. Got it. Ad- Admiral Akbar was a rebel, and Grand Admiral Thrawn was Empire. Correct. Grand Admiral Thrawn wears a white Got uniform it. and is blue. He's a me- he's a member of the alien race called the Chiss. Admiral Akbar is a Mon Calamarian who was a former slave that studied under Grand Moff Tarkin. That's how he learned starship combat and all that other fun stuff. Yeah, he studied in, in in college. He studied it's a trapology. Man, I hate you, David. So you much are right now. you are you are really into Star Wars. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> um, my favorite expanded universe character is actually from the the currently canon expanded universe, and it's Mister Bones. I don't know that character. Mister Bones is in the new books. And uh, he's, okay, I haven't a, read he's a battle droid, you know, like the Roger Roger type battle droids from the from okay. um, from Phantom Menace. Yes. Oh, but okay. he was reprogrammed by a rebel and taught martial arts. <laughs> it's, it, sounded like, it sounds like the craziest, dumbest, like Jar Jar type idea ever. Oh, my God. But when you read about him, he's painted red. He's covered in bones. And he does things like go and he he'll like show up and like kill a whole bunch of people and be like, I committed violence, master. <laughs> um, wow. The joke they keep on doing is he shows up to a bunch of stormtroopers and the stormtroopers are like, oh, it's a battle droid. What's it going to do? And then it kills them. <laughs> and it like has retractable blades and it does like martial. It does like spin. It, it does like a spin of death and cuts all their heads off. It's it's That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's great. I I love the fact that that exists in the canon books right now. They need to put that in the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't I, think Disney's gonna think, put that in any of their movies. Personally, I think seven, eight, nine is that came out to end the tri- the end the nine movie epic should have been the Thrawn trilogy, but that's me. It's a rather popular opinion, I know, but it's still something I believe in firmly. Um, we are out of time. Oh, all right. Yay, oh, ended it with a good topic. talk about my topic. Oh. Next time. Yeah. It's like everything that's well, we have time to play the movie game. Um, But we're the way we do this now is you I'm share... I'm going to change it again. <laughs> you share who, what, when, where, why type, type things about a movie. Just who, what, when, where, why. And then everyone has to try to guess what the movie is. Erica came up with... It's a lot easier to come up with movies. Um... It's better than just doing bad. It's just like um, Laurel and Hardy on a desert planet with um, with a giant space slug. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Star Trek <laughs> into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Maybe in the universe you're currently. That would be weird. A Star Trek into the Spider-Verse, but with Star Wars characters. David, I know I gave an E. Please guess. Uh, I actually, I don't know it. I can't think of it. Ah, uh, ha, ha, ha. It's, it's Star Wars. It's Jedi. Boral? Oh, okay. Boral and Hardy threw me. <laughs> yeah, it's R2-D-O and okay. Jabba on the... Yeah. All right, you really I, made that I, joke I get it this now. episode. I know, yeah. that's what it threw me. I didn't think he'd go after such low-hanging fruit. Uh, really? Well, you know, we all have our week sometimes. Do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> Not as well as I thought, apparently. Brian likes his fruit to hang low. Anybody Aww. else got one? Deal. A family trapped in time on a mountain. Land of the Lost? Okay, I have no idea. Family trapped between times on a mountain. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so upset. What is it? The Shining. Oh my God. Oh, oh nice. That's, That's oh, it's good. so simple now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
a bunch of um a bunch of kids kill a giant spider with the help of a giant space turtle. It uh the it. second it. <laughs> oh I know first it. Second it. You didn't but they didn't have the space turtle in the new it movie. It it's alluded to. There's turtles yeah. everywhere. But it's in the book. The space turtle doesn't show up until the book. I'm just saying there's space turtles all o- there's turtles all over the place. They didn't like flat out say it, but there were turtles in the first one and the second one. Can I just say I'm really glad they did not include the child orgy in the movie. Well, I'm yeah, I, yeah me too. I'm I I'm I think it even a bit of question as if they were gonna. Well, no, I mean, not even, not even, I I mean, obviously they shouldn't have recorded it. I mean, like, that they didn't even, like, reference it. They're just like, nope, that just did not happen. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Because that's the one part of the book where I was like, really, Steven? Really? Well, I mean. But that really necessary? Think about it for a second. You've got this movie you're planning. You're trying to make it scary for people. and, And, you know, when the MPAA is looking at things over and they see the words child orgy, it kind of <laughs> throws up some red flags. Yeah, no, it'd be, especially yeah, no, if it's I, I agree. Out, like child sewer orgy gangbang. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think it should have been in the book. <laughs> oh, it really not have. I, even King to this day says he still thinks it's because of what it symbolizes. And it's like, it's so freaking weird, Stephen King. You're so freaking weird. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like that. That no, that's unnecessary. <laughs> we 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 got the idea. It's a coming of age story. We get it. You don't literally need to make it about coming of age. Uh, Ew. I'm a dumb tish. Anthony, is it <laughs> yeah. true that Stephen King wrote himself in the Dark Tower? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. What? Stop being weird, Stephen King. Uh, he's not. He, he did. He did. He did a good thing though. He didn't like. He wrote himself not in such a positive light. So. He wrote himself into the Dark Towers in it. How? I've read the um, Dark Tower. Where in the that? last, the no, no, the whole trilogy. The, not the trilogy, but the whole oh. series. The last book of the series. Oh, I have not gotten that far. I've only gotten through yeah, the first two. Yeah, no, no. In the last book of the series, he's in it. Huh. Well, I think that's enough sharing about that then. We don't want to spoil it. Oh, I already kind of did. I share something super cool, which is off of the, the whole thing that we're doing right now. Sure. So, that's what this podcast is for. <laughs> yes. What's up? So my friend Jimmy from like high school. You know, like I don't really get on Facebook. So if anybody's trying to reach me on Facebook, good fucking luck. Yeah, she doesn't, guys. She does not. So I try. I I had to log in for something, and I you know just saw this. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What was that? Anthony? I don't want to know. It wasn't me. I'm freaking muted. Well, I like, was. Vibrated. Violently. <laughs> Violently. Okay, so anyways, I happen to get on Facebook, and he he's an artist, and he goes to a lot of cons, and he sells, like, different things and stuff that he makes. And it was just before, I guess, uh, Horror Hound was last week or whatever. Um, and he posted these pictures. He took the photos from the Haunted Mansion, you know, the portraits that, that stretch. Oh, yeah, those, those things are awesome. I know, they're like one of my favorite things as like a kid. Like like the Haunted Mansion is just awesome by itself, but like standing in that room was always one of my favorite things. It scared yeah. the shit out of my son. Did it? <laughs> he did not he did not like the, the beginning part to the to the Haunted Mansion. He liked the ride, but the beginning to get to the ride part, he was no he did not like it. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. So so he took those portraits 
And he made them refrigerator magnets, but he didn't just like take the picture and put it on a magnet. He crafted and put together the frame. So the frame looks just like the frames in the Haunted Mansion. So it's got all the etching and the detail on it. And he made four the sets of these, you know, for all four pictures and put them together for Horror Hound. And I just happened to fucking be on Facebook. And I was like, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Because it is literally one of my favorite, favorite things. Jesus fucking Christ, somebody put their phone off. Anthony, mute when you're not talking because some vibration is picking up like really freaking heavy duty. (laughs) So so anyways, that's one of my favorite memories as a kid is those pictures. And so uh, I I, I picked them up from him today and they are like amazing detail. So I just wanted to give a shout out to my friend Jimmy. He has a website on Facebook. It's James Miller's Design. And everybody should check it out because it like it's super high quality. So I just I had to tell that story because it's so cool. And I picked them up today and I'm very excited about them. As you could tell. <laughs> cool. I have yeah. noted that. That's awesome. So um we were all here to talk about random stuff today, and it was great. Um, it randomness. We had a little bit of technological difficulty, and it took Anthony a little while to be on, but um, he'll be on Sorry. a little bit more. He'll be on a little bit more for the bonus episode. Yeah. Um, please ignore the fucking annoying vibration sound that Anthony's <laughs> phone is making. <laughs> Seriously, there is a silent. It doesn't have to vibrate. We make it okay by shaming him on a podcast. Yes, shame. Okay. Shun, shun the non-believer. Shame. My phone is shame. weird, and I can't. Uh, I'll have to figure out how to shut it down. Anyway, um, thank you all for being here. It was a great topic. Um, I was Vegan Brian. I was joined by Kersey Smurferka. Bye, guys. David, E. Above the Third. Bye, Nurse. And <laughs> Hindu Anthony. <laughs> Bye. Have fun. <laughs> stay dirty. Stay, stay, stay awesome. Stay awesome. Awesome. Anthony, stay- say goodbye. Brian, cut him off. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>